DDD, can you lend me some money? I need to pay $500 for 8 kilos of extra baggage. 8 kilos? How did you have that much extra baggage? I mean, I understand for me because I'm a fashionista, but you only have one jacket and one boots. Because I heard from Tonyo that there are no rice in Oslo. So I packed 5 kilos of jasmine rice. Oh my god. But why is it 8 kilos excess then? Oh, rice is useless without a rice cooker. So I brought one too. everyone and welcome to Banana Q Podcast's first episode of 2023. Since it's Woo-hoo. a new year, yes, we wanted to talk about one of our New Year's resolutions for this year, and that is to travel. We spent the last almost three years not doing much of this, right? And well, not mm-hmm. just us, but I'm sure a lot of people. So we wanted to finally move on from the pandemic and start going out there again. And we actually got um, some requests from more than one person for us to talk about travel, but we just didn't feel like talking about them before because, you know, we were depressed at the thought maybe because we couldn't <laughs> do it. <laughs> and now it's time to do it, right? So let's yes. kick it off. Yeah. Let's kick it off. And to give everybody context, why don't we talk about how many countries and which countries we have traveled to, including the Philippines. And for myself, I've been to 18 countries, including Ooh. the Philippines. And to enumerate, I've been to Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia, Vietnam, South Korea, Taiwan, Japan, U.S., Italy, Vatican. Italy and Vatican are just stones throw away. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's a little bit cheating right there. (laughs) And then Netherlands, France, Norway, Sweden, and of course, Hong Kong. And also China. Mainland China, yeah. I Mm. haven't been to mainland China, surprisingly, even though um, it's right there because uh, yeah. for the past three years there there, uh, there was a what do you call this quarantine situation so uh-huh. the borders were yeah, closed but just last week on the 8th of january to be specific uh they opened the borders so perhaps mm. you know I, i'll give the time to other people first you know the the ones who need to reunite <laughs> with their families the business trips mm. and stuff and maybe eventually if it calms down then maybe i could also uh travel there because i haven't been there myself yeah, so. And it'll be very busy in the next three weeks, right? Because it'll be Lunar New Year. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, for mine, I've been to 20 countries, including the Philippines. So my list is Cambodia, India, Indonesia, Japan, Malaysia, South Korea, Taiwan, Thailand, Philippines, Singapore, and Hong Kong, the three last year I've lived in. And then Netherlands, France, Switzerland, Monaco, Italy. United Kingdom, Vatican, and also Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, so that's my Mm. list. Let's talk about the next one, which is where was our Mm. first travel outside the Philippines. So Mm. for me, I was 24 years old when I was first able to set foot outside the Philippines. And I think we mentioned in one of our former episodes, which was episode 86, which is about Pinoy travel problems, is that a lot of Filipinos are not privileged and we do not have money for travel, right? That is mm. why, for me, 24 years old, that's a full-grown adult before mm. I was able to travel outside the Philippines. And it was for work. It wasn't even on my dime. So I went to Seoul, South Korea. And mm. then my first non-work travel was two years later, and that was to Bangkok, Thailand. And I only went because one of my close friends had moved there and he insisted that we should visit him. 
So mm-hmm. we had free lodging. So why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best type of travel, right? The, yeah. the visit of a friend with a free lodging. Well, in fairness, around when you were 24 years old, probably air freight was still very expensive, right? So it really is a luxury to travel outside of the Philippines. Yeah, probably outside it was still expensive. For myself, my first travel outside of the Philippines was for Singapore, for work. And it <laughs> but was... you migrated to Singapore, right? It wasn't a business yeah. trip. <laughs> yes. So I had a virgin passport. My passport had no stamps whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I was heading for Singapore. And it was discussed in our previous episode that I went to Singapore not having proper work visa. Mm-mm. But I was already employed by an employer in Singapore. So when I stepped out of, of the Philippines in the immigration window, I told them I was there for vacation. Mm-mm. So yeah, it wasn't suspicious because, <laughs> you know, I, I had a return trip mm. uh, for the next couple of days. So yeah, yeah, first trip outside of the Philippines, it was already immigration. <laughs> so after, obviously, you were already in Singapore. Do you remember where you first traveled outside of I Singapore? I think it was in Malaysia. Because Malaysia and Singapore is so close to each other, mm-hmm. you can actually travel by bus. Yeah. So it's connected by a bridge. So I think that was the first travel outside of Singapore, Malaysia. So Singapore is a really good country. It's, mm. it's really in close proximity to a lot of other Southeast Asian countries. Mm-hmm. Traveling within its borders, I mean, outside of its borders, really, really convenient. Yes. And I think when I was in Singapore already, kind of the low-cost budget airlines was at its peak, like they yeah. were competing with each other. You have Tiger Airways, you have Peach, you have Jetstar. Mm. All, all of these are competing with each other, and so it drove the prices really low. Mm-hmm. So you can technically kind of travel every weekend if you have the money and yeah. time for it. <laughs> you true. can technically yeah. do that because you know flights would go for two hours, three hours. Mm. You know, it really is really convenient to just spend your weekends outside of Singapore. Yes, that's true. Especially mm. if there's a long weekend, right? Like you could just mm, take sometimes a ferry to Batam, which is in Indonesia. Which yes. Is what, like yeah. one or two hours away or something. Yeah, there are a lot of those uh, near Singapore, uh, in Malaysia and Indonesia. So uh, even though we put those countries there as just two countries, we have technically been in there more than once, right? Probably 10 yeah, times definitely. or something. Because you go to several <laughs> different cities within those countries because they're so mm. near. Right. And for Malaysia, it's crazy, right? Because I mentioned you can travel by bus, but then the prices of commodities, say you go for shopping, you buy T-shirts, short pants. In Malaysia, the prices are a lot cheaper <laughs> than in Singapore. So sometimes we do that. Yeah, so a lot of Singaporeans and, well, people based in Singapore travel to these countries to buy cheaper stuff. Like sometimes they do groceries in Malaysia or, you know, <laughs> something like that, right? Because mm. it's cheaper there. So gas prices as well are cheaper in Malaysia. And they made a rule that if you are driving and then you're traversing the border, your gas tank has to be at least, I don't know, I forgot, 80%. Filled. Oh, really? Do they, how yeah. do they check it? They check it. Like when you, were, <laughs> when you present your passport, they will check your Wow, okay, they didn't meter. know that. Yeah, interesting. It's interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. They don't want you to go to Malaysia with a near-empty tank and then mm. fill it there and then go back to Singapore. Okay, got it. Yeah. Now, before we talk about our trips outside, we've already alluded to a lot of them, but mm. before we even explore a lot more of those destinations, why don't we talk about our travel destinations within the Philippines and which ones were our favorites? I have very few country, I mean, places visited within the Philippines because 
after one and a half years of working in Philippines, I already stepped out, right? Uh, so yeah. mm-hmm. within that one and a half year, I didn't really have a lot of savings to allow mm-hmm. me to travel. So I think one of my favorite destinations was Baguio because I was working in Manila and it's it's a very convenient destination and it doesn't really take that much of money. And I remember, clearly remember spending on a budget going to Baguio mm. because my salary in, in Manila was not that grand, right? So, mm. But it was one of the most memorable because we were trying to really budget our way, where mm. we go, where what we eat. And it made the, the trip very memorable. Yeah, me Baguio. too. Yeah, mm. well, One of my first trips uh, within the Philippines from Manila, yeah, was Baguio. I think I went there a few times and it's yeah. always fun, right? Like It's always fun yeah. and it's an escape, right? Because you, if you live in Manila, you're always kind of greeted with smoke, um, population pollution mm. and all that. But when you go to Baguio, it's totally different. It's chilly. Mm. People are so, I know, chillaxed mode mm. uh, you're you forget about the stress and pressure yeah, of I think the it was, city life that was before but recently i've heard i've seen a lot of social media posts about how it's crowded right now and there's like even the locals oh, really? are like annoyed why there are so many people <laughs> and stuff but maybe it's just the loud people who are complaining maybe it's for other people it's fine you know how it is right mm. the loud people are the ones who get noticed but um gotcha. i i do have a friend who vacationed in the Philippines over Christmas and she went to mm. Baguio and she didn't really notice that, you know, it was bad. And she even showed a photo or a video actually of the lights in Baguio and we were saying, wow, mukang abroad. Abroad. <laughs> 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 yeah, because yeah. there were lights everywhere. It kind of reminds you of like, I guess, Germany or something, you know, the Christmas mm. town. So it was kind of like that. And yeah, Baguio mm. is one of the most popular vacation destinations in the Philippines. I think it's called Summer Capital of the Philippines, right? Because it is. It during is. summer, it's very hot. People like to go to Baguio to uh, escape the heat. And one of the trips that I remember as well, because going back to the Philippines from, say, Japan and Singapore, it takes money, right? And whenever we are in the Philippines, we would want to spend it in our hometown with our family. Mm-hmm. So it's very rare for us to go out of, for me at least, mm. go out of Cebu. One of the occasions we went out of Cebu was... In Palawan, we went to Coron. Mm, yeah, it's a very really beautiful. beautiful place. And yeah, it was spectacular. You can just, you know, travel into different islands and you can snorkel, mm. very, very beautiful beaches. And it's mm. blue ocean with crystal clear access to, say, corals, mm, beautiful fish. Yeah. And you have a side mission of looking for Nemo. And <laughs> yes. when you find him, you, you get very excited and happy. Yes. So yeah, Coron mm. in Palawan was, was spectacular. It was beautiful. Yeah, it is also one of the most popular destinations in the Philippines that a lot of foreigners know about. And I agree with mm. with Palawan being, uh, aside from Coron, El Nido in Palawan is also quite beautiful. And uh, that was actually the last place I traveled to before the pandemic. I think the main difference is that in El Nido, they have more of those like jagged peaks of mountainous sides and stuff that you could go up and take photos and stuff. Oh, yeah. I see. And then our tour guide was like suggesting, oh, you should stand there. Like, I don't want to fall and die. I don't want to be the headline, <laughs> like stupid tourist taking a selfie and dies. But then he mm. insisted that it was fine. I just, you know, 
should just be careful or whatever. And and the, the funny thing was this tour guide was they're they're experts, right? They're like, okay, you post there, and then they will jump on top of like their Spider Man or something from on the tops <gasps> of higher rocks, and then they would. Ooh. The photo was very beautiful, but I was like, I was afraid that he would die in the process of, you know, <laughs> taking our photo. Wow. It's crazy, but yeah, it is actually risking quite nice. his life yeah. for that. Snap. That's <laughs> yes. interesting. What well, what does Nido mean by the way? So L is the Yeah, what, I don't what's know Nido? What Nido? Okay, because Nido is also a brand of milk. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> L Nido, the Nido. Maybe so is it named Nido after the milk brand? Translation. Nido, L Nido. Translation to Spanish, I suppose, right? Because L is Spanish. Yeah, probably, yeah. Nest. Apparently it means oh, nest. Oh, the nest. And Nido is from Nestle, right? Yes, maybe. Mm, <laughs> so now we have conspiracy theories no, again. No. Interesting. <laughs> right. They just made a connection. Spanish connection. Okay. Of the nest. Another famous beach destination, you know, that everyone knows about is Boracay, which is also mm. pretty, right? But people always ask, what's the difference? I think Palawan is more of nature side, I suppose. Boracay is mm. if you want to party. Party, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's not just like party. Really, if you don't want to party, you can go there and also not party. That's totally fine. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's the main difference between the two, I would say, right? Yeah, and I suppose kind of Buraka is not your most convenient destination, right? Because y- you have to travel by air to the nearest airport, which is still kind of a ferry ride away from the main Boracay island. Right? Is it Katiklan? How long did, I don't remember. Yeah, Katiklan. Uh, How long was your travel? Yeah, but I think you can book like a door-to-door or something. Like, you know, they will fetch you from the airport and then bring you, yeah, tricycle through boat, through whatever <laughs> to eventually bring you to the door of your hotel. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not the prettiest travel, uh, I, I would say. But if you're into mm, that, mm. like if you want to try tricycle... <laughs> Yeah, please go to Boracay. But yeah. But Boracay also has other things. Aside from party, they also have like banana boat or, you know, watching <laughs> the sunset on a sailboat. You know, those kinds of experiences. What do okay. they call that? Parasailing, that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, water uh, sports. Water sports. Yes. So there's that as well. Yeah. yeah. But aside from beach, there's for me, I, I also would recommend Bohol, which is actually near Cebu, right? You're. Mm. Your hometown is just um what I like about Bohol because it, they they also have a beach, right? Like mm. usually the is it Panglao which with white sand and all that. Yeah, Panglao. They also have rivers. Yeah. So you could um also board a cruise, a river cruise in Lobok, I think, and then yeah, you could Lobok also river. see That's the right. Chocolate Hills, which is one of the wonders of the Philippines, the natural wonders of the Philippines, mm. and you can w- see old churches and go firefly watching. In Abatan mm. River, that was one of our most memorable experiences as well. We were there recently for a destination wedding. There were more fireflies there compared to the one that we went to in Malaysia, which was like super underwhelming. So when I told my mm. Singaporean friend about going firefly watching, he was not impressed because the mm. one he went to in Malaysia was super terrible like you're not even sure it's a firefly it's like it's not like sparklers or something it's like nothing <laughs> but <laughs> fake firefly like Synthetic they have to like throw drones. water to make them react it's it's really not i wouldn't I recommend that in malaysia but in bohol it was really a beautiful experience it was magical it was like watching fairies in bubbles or something it's hard to explain but that's how we felt and one more mm. thing I just remembered is Cagayan de Oro, you could go white water rafting. 
So it was ah, a yes, fun experience yeah, it's as very well. Popular. You mentioned Bohol, and I remember I had fond memories about that mm. area because in our Economics 22 class, we actually organized a. Oh, really? Yeah, a field trip. I can't recall why. Because Economics 22, that's macroeconomics, right? Why did we have a field trip? To Bohol, maybe because economy, remember. economics, how it works, you know, in Bohol, in the tourism industry, but I have no yeah, idea. Maybe probably that, like <laughs> we're trying to help the tourism industry, right? <laughs> but it was fun. Like you mentioned, Lobok River, mm. we did all that. The tarsier uh, as well. Did you see? Tarsier. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that's a. It's an animal that only can be found in Bohol, I think, which is a yeah. tiny. Is it a monkey? Tiny monkey with large yeah, eyes. Very yeah, tiny monkey. Yeah, but Bohol is like you know, it's if you have only a few days, and then you you want to fly to the Philippines and do a lot of things. I think Bohol is a good choice because you can experience the beach, and at the same time you can experience like the what is that called anyway? Like you know the churches and stuff. You know. Yeah, historical pieces. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good choice location because yeah. you can do a lot in one location you know just one the chocolate hills type. don't be fooled it's not actual chocolate it's just <laughs> a hill that looks like chocolate during summer because yeah. the leaves would kind of change its color to brown so yeah yeah bring your own chocolate if you plan <laughs> to go to chocolate hills and expect to eat chocolates yeah yes. there's nothing there Okay, moving on from the Philippines, let's also uh, talk about our favorite travel destinations within our current countries. So I'll start. That's yes. Hong Kong for me. So most tourists, including me, when I was not based here yet, we go to Sim Satsui, you know, for a view of the harbor. <laughs> Sim Satsui. Yeah, it's so hard to pronounce. It's like Chin Chan Su as well. No, it's... <laughs> So it's just TST for short, and also TST, okay. Disneyland and Ocean Park. But aside from this, if you have enough time or if you've been here before and you want to do something different, I would also recommend taking a hike because Hong mm. Kong surprisingly has a lot of hiking spots, and it's one of the most popular activities here. So you can go to the peak, so you can have a view of Hong Kong from the top. So you will see the buildings, you know, the harbor, and if you don't want to hike, you can take a tram. Mm. Or you can hike and explore Dragon's Back and Taitam Reservoir. Taitam Reservoir was the first hiking trip I went on. Uh, it's really it has a beautiful view that it's not expected because it's like the you see the ocean and there are like islands, like huge mountains or something. Like it's very blue and green. It's very mm. beautiful, I would say. So scenic. It's very scenic. What's yeah, Dragon's Back? Dragon's back. Um, it's called that mm. because it kind of looks like a dragon's back. I think the it's overlooking a portion of a beach which looks okay. like it's the back of a dragon or like a back of a lizard or whatever. You know, how <laughs> <Okay. laughs> to explain it? The shape is like a dragon's the shape back of the hill or the shape of the, the beach? shape of the like, the beach or the or the piece the of shoreline. land. Okay. And do you agree? Does it look like a dragon? Kind back? of. It could, it could look like either the shape of a dragon or a lizard or an alligator's back, really. So it really depends. <laughs> Maybe the the one who named it thought like, oh, it's Chinese, right? Dragon is lucky. Mm, Maybe it's, they call I it dragon's see. back. Because it's like watching clouds, right? I could mm. see a hat probably, but you disagree. You would say yeah. it's not a hat. It's something else. So I think it's the same case as this. If you come during summer months, find a way to attend a junk boat party, which I explained mm. in the previous episode. I will not take up too much time to explain that again. Okay, so just listen to the previous episode if you want to know what that is, because that is my favorite experience here in Hong Kong. Really interesting, yeah, very beautiful country, 
Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Very diverse activities. And I think it's the same in Japan, right? Mm. So Japan has four seasons. And I think there are a variety of destinations you can go depending on which season it is. And mm-hmm. and for me personally, my favorite is uh, cycling in, in Shikoku Island. So several islands in Shikoku, it's a southwest part of Japan that's connected by bridge and you can actually cycle all throughout those uh, islands. So it's very beautiful. Wow. It's called Shimanami Kaido. Mm-hmm. It's 80 kilometers one way. So it is tiring yeah. <laughs> to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun. We did it twice already. So it's it's really fun activity. I really highly recommend people who want to explore Japan and not in those kind of typical touristy places. Mm-hmm. This is the place to go. And, it, you know, you burn calories doing it as well. So, mm. so yeah, it is really interesting activity nice. to do. Mm-hmm. And probably best to do that during, say, summer or uh, not. I don't recommend it during winter because it's too cold. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, difficult, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then spring time, we went to Sendai. Sendai is this kind of off the beaten track here in, in Japan. Not, not a lot of tourists know about Sendai, but it is kind of beautiful. Mm. Um, a lot of flowers, a lot of mountains you can climb. So, yeah, it is an interesting place to be in. Uh, sen- uh, during spring, is in Sendai. Mm. Sendai. And also winter... One of my favorite activities is, is, you know, just exploring traditional Japanese inns, those places that have uh, hot springs, mm. uh, and you can enjoy hot springs while the snow is falling. Right? It's 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 really beautiful. And if you have spare time, maybe an hour bus ride from Takayama, you can experience kind of this traditional huts, and it's called Shirakawago. So mm. because it's snowing in that area, the huts are covered in snow and they're so beautiful. They're so mm. scenic and they are preserved. Like whatever the structure was when they were made donkey years ago, mm. they've preserved it as an as a historical heritage site. And it's so beautiful mm. during winter, especially nice. for me, right? Coming to Japan, I've only traveled to a snowy region only once in South Korea during our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. So... We're still kind of amazed by snow. Yeah. So whenever it's winter, you know, going to snowy places is one of our top activities here in Japan. Mm, nice. And if you're a fan of skiing and snowboarding, winter sports, um, there's a lot of places here in Japan. Even Shinkansen, a bullet train ride from Tokyo, mm. you can go to a place called Gala Yuzawa. And it's very convenient because once you tap out of the train station, it's already the ski resort. Like you wow. don't have to travel. Actually, that place is owned by the train station company. Mm. So they're very smart, right? Mm. It's like, oh, we see all these tourists who want to look for ski. And, and why don't we invest in a ski resort and add a train station there? Uh, so smart. And, yeah, that is such a yeah. smart move. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah, it's quite <laughs> crowded. But but yeah, if, if you want convenience, then that's the place to go. Obviously, okay. if you want the best of the best, then you can travel by airplane to Hokkaido, the northern part of Japan, and experience kind of powder snow. That's the best one mm. if you want to, you know, ski. And, and a lot of tourists all over the world go to Hokkaido for the quality of the snow and the slopes as well. And now let's talk about other places outside of the Philippines that we haven't lived in. Like mm-hmm. We're just traveling for tourism, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, one of the best 
countries that we traveled was in Norway, in the northern part of Norway, in Tromsø, mm. where we saw the beautiful and magnificent northern lights. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's so beautiful. And luckily, we brought our cameras, right? Because apparently, you can't capture it. If it's not too strong, mm. you can't actually see it in just with your naked eyes. You actually wow. need a special camera, DSLR camera, mm-hmm. such that you know it can capture those green lights if it's not that strong. And I'm, I really feel bad because in our trip, there were people who did not bring a DSLR camera mm. and they couldn't see. The oh, magnetic no. waves were not so strong that night. Mm. They were just in the bus and they were they were just looking at other people's <laughs> photos. It was so sad. They spent money. But we were lucky. Mm. A lot of people actually traveled to Tromsø for that activity, but then they end up with bad weather conditions. They, they didn't really see the northern lights. But mm. for us, we booked that trip using our camera. We were able to capture. But when we went back to our hotel... The, the the magnetic wave is so strong that you can actually see them just you know through, oh, through with your eyes with your nice. own eyes yeah it was we're very so lucky. strong yeah we are very lucky and mm-hmm. and w- that was one of the most memorable trips that we did and best to go there during Christmas because it feels like you have a you know white Christmas mm. you're very close to Santa Claus. You okay. know, you can imagine that probably is busy preparing gifts or maybe he's already traveling. So, so yeah, you can mm. imagine already being that, you know, in proximity to Santa Claus is Got really it. magical. But I don't recommend living there, right? Because it's too cold. And it, I don't know. I can't imagine myself living in a place, you know, where there's 90% of the time snow and winter. Mm. Right? It's too cold for me. I don't know. I have a very thin skin. We, we're not... <laughs> I don't know. How about you? Do you like winter? Do you like snow? Can you imagine yourself being in a place where there's 90%? Snowfall? I don't know if 90%. But I mean, Canada is supposed to be cold. So I need to get yeah. used to that if I move there. But I, I wouldn't say that I love the snow because I lived in the Philippines and Singapore for a long time, right? And you're, you're right. We're used to the heat. Mm. My friends and I actually get excited when it gets colder in Hong Kong though although most people like hate it because they're the ones who come from the colder places and you know they prefer the heat I think you just Mm. don't like what it is that you're used to basically Mm. so we prefer the cold because you know it it means we get to like wear cozy sweaters or whatever Mm. and snuggle up and drink hot cocoa and whatnot yeah so I think probably I don't know about snow yet because I've experienced snow only once and that was in Switzerland it was okay. And I was excited because, as you said, right, you still get excited about snow because you, that's, that's not common for us. Mm. So I got it's, excited it's about it's it. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. But it gets annoying once you're used to it. Yeah. I think that our friends who moved to Canada, um, when they got there, they always complained that they used to love the snow, but now they don't mm. because they see it all, yeah. it's all. It's cold all the time. You have to wear a lot of layers. And traveling gets annoying as well. If you commute by train, for example, like in Japan, it gets it's very cold, right? So you you wear layers, mm. but then when you step on to the train, <laughs> it's very, very hot, hot and warm. Yeah. So you remove your layers and then you transfer again. You yes. wear again your layers. Mm. Ah, terrible. How about you? Where are your most favorite places? Back to the topic of not really enjoying what you have, right? So since we grew up mm. in Asia, I don't we don't really appreciate Asia as much. Mm. Right? As as people from Europe when they travel to Asia, they love it, right? So for us we appreciate more the 
the one the countries in Europe. Like for me, I mm-hmm. really loved Europe. For me, it was very beautiful because it's not um, like what we see in Asia, right? Like the architecture mm. and all that. For the longest time, my dream destination was Paris. Like you know, I had mm. like a lot of Eiffel Tower earrings and whatnot. Like because I just that was my bucket list. I am, but when I traveled there, surprisingly, I liked Amsterdam more than Paris. I don't know; it's very charming mm, and right. Right? You've been. Well, I, I can't remember if that was in your list. Have you been to Amsterdam? I, I've I've been to the Netherlands, yeah, in yeah. Amsterdam. And did you try any of the magical mushrooms there? Not. Um, I think <laughs> I tried weed. Oh, by the way, I want to say that that's legal in Amsterdam, right? So we can talk it about is. it. <laughs> I tried weed just because it's legal there, but I didn't feel like there was any. Maybe because we chose the weakest one, because there's a list, and then like, oh, uh, are you going to strong? Oh, or you not? tried the edibles, not the. No, no, I tried. We tried smoking, and and okay. we shared one among three people. Probably that's why there was no <laughs> impact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about you? Let's what did you see. try? No, we didn't try because I think it was that point in time where we were applying for permanent residence in oh, Singapore. Oh, you were afraid that you would, you yeah. Know. And they were very strict about that. Yeah, and it was yeah. like, uh, but yeah, the next time I travel to Amsterdam, I really want to try. Yeah, I think as long as it's legal in the country that you're going to, it's, it's fine. Nowadays, for for not just Amsterdam, right? Like in places in Canada and US are also mm. le- weed is also already legal. So, right. Probably. But aside from weed, I think Amsterdam is a beautiful place to cycle to, and then mm. there's a lot of uh, historical pieces as well. Yeah. I know Van Gogh is has yes. a lot of. Um, museums there so it's it's really interesting yeah yeah that's why i thought it was very pretty because um you know there are canals the lights Mm. hitting the water it's it looks very beautiful basically so i guess that's why i liked it paris of course is also pretty but it's not like i don't know a lot of people are saying there's something called the paris effect like you know you you think paris is going to be very beautiful and your expectations are very high and when you get there it ends up falling flat or something so maybe that Mm. that's what happened Perhaps. Although I also liked it. Aside from that, I also really liked London. I mean, I guess London made me feel like, ah, I can live here. That's what I felt. So I wouldn't say Mm. that it's, I liked it because as a tourist destination, but it's more of like, I don't know. I felt like it would be nice to live here probably because it's convenient and it's, there's a lot of nice architecture as well and all that, right? Yeah, and also because at the time I was like a huge fan of Sherlock, you know, or the show that ah. you introduced me to. And I went to 221B Baker Street. Well, it technically, <laughs> you, know, the, you know, on the show, remember that mm. where he lived, there was a bakery in front of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went there. So that's where they filmed the place. But ah, it's not okay. really, in real life, that's not the address, obviously. I forgot what's the real address. It's not Baker Street at all. But I went there gotcha. and tried, you know, their jacket potato. You know, but, you jacket know. potato? <laughs> yeah. And it's a bread? No, it's a, uh, okay, jacket potato is actually a baked potato. But on top of it, they have like cheese or tomato sauce ah, and see, stuff. I, yeah. Yeah. So, I think I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, so I, I had one of those jacket there. Potato. I was there visiting a friend, but you know she she couldn't take off every day for work, right? So most of the time mm. I was just by myself. Um, you know, I went on the hop on hop off buses and stuff. Mm. You know, like on Friends, like Joey and Chandler on the on the double decker bus. I don't know if you remember that episode, but I yeah, I did that, yeah. that, and then yeah, it was I went inside the Buckingham Palace. It happened to be when I was there. 
Buckingham Palace was open to the public, but you couldn't take photos inside, which was annoying. But you could see what was inside. Those are the places that I like. And also New Zealand, mm. where you're going to, particularly South Island, is very beautiful. So I think you South will enjoy island. that. Okay. Yeah. So it's not a separate island, is it? So I, I remember we're going to Christchurch and then... Queenstown. Place that, Queenstown, yeah, I think that's the place that we're going. Yeah, yeah, Queenstown. Because, well, New Zealand is big, right? So it's it's North Island, South Island. And I think um, Christchurch is in the middle. So South Island okay. is where Queenstown is. And it's popular because it's a place where... There's a lot of sports stuff or what do you call this? Like, you know, you can parachute, paraglide, all these mm. things. But I didn't do that because my friends and I are not very adventurous. So what we did instead was just ride the luge. You know, you've mm. done that in Singapore, right? But the difference is that in New Zealand, the view is way more beautiful than in Singapore because you have the view of the Remarkables in the background. So the Remarkables is like the snow-capped mountains. Snow-capped mountains. I think it's winter when you're when we're going there so. no i think the, it's always snow cap it's kind of like what is that in the switzerland uh, they also have the mountains there so oh, it's kind of like that alps yeah so they have their own alps so you can Ooh. see it in the background and it's very beautiful Interesting. remarkables yes and then there's a lake okay. and then yeah it sounds and, like a pixar film the remarkables yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the incredibles the remarkables yes. Okay, so now that we have talked about our favorite travel destinations, so we'll talk about the opposite, which is the, the disappointing experiences that mm. we had, right, while traveling. Because obviously, there are always pros and cons to anything, and that includes travel. So for me, one of the most disappointing experiences I had was seeing the Mona Lisa. So it was extremely mm. underwhelming to me. To be fair, I am not... You know, an expert at art. I'm not a huge art connoisseur or whatever you call it. So what do I know? But for me, it's like one of the most famous paintings in the world. And then when I saw it in person, it uh, this is it. Like it's small and, you know, to my untrained, non-artistic eye, it was really not that special. I mean, mm. that's why I felt it was underwhelming. And what do I know? Again, disclaimer, don't come at me with your pitchforks. Maybe there's like technique and whatnot, whatnot. I, I, I don't know that at all. But anyway, there was also so many people that it was hard to take a photo with the Mona Lisa. And, you know, yeah, it's it a huge crowd. And like, oh my God, how do I even find myself, you know, to the front of the line or something? And then when I fin finally managed to take a selfie with the Mona Lisa, my mirrorless camera, it has a front-facing camera. It blurred mm -hmm. the background. So I could not even okay. take a decent photo of <laughs> both me and the Mona Lisa. So it was really, really annoying. So of, of course, nowadays, you, you could just use your phone and, you know, it would take a better photo. I should have just used my phone probably. It did not occur mm. to me. But because, you know, there was a crowd, I lost my spot, blah, blah, blah. But I remember Mona Lisa was quite far away, right? You, you had to kind of stay maybe a few paces away from the actual... And it's quite small. Yeah, it's yeah. maybe that's why it seemed even smaller, right? Because it's behind yeah. the rope, obviously, so that people will not destroy it. And if, you know, in case people are not aware, there was, um, I don't know how many years back when the Mona Lisa got stolen. So maybe that's why it became very popular, actually. Mm -hmm. Because of that, it got stolen and it didn't come back until many years later. And I, I don't really remember the whole history by now, but I seem to remember reading about it somewhere. So maybe that's why they're more careful, right? Because... They don't want to. It could be. 
Could for be. it to get stolen again. Yeah. They're afraid of uh, Anil Caffrey slipping into <laughs> exactly. the museum and snatching. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, And also the Louvre, there's a lot of paintings in there. And I probably felt like there are more paintings that are way better looking than the Mona Lisa. So I don't get the hype. Mm, probably that's yeah. why also. Right? Like yeah. on the way there, you will see a lot of large, very beautiful paintings. And for me, that's probably why that happened. Yeah, honestly. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting that you chose the Louvre as one of your disappointing, because I remember one of our disappointing travels was in Paris, France as well. Mm, what happened? Um, it was in the peak of summer, so it was really, really hot. Mm. So we couldn't, we didn't really enjoy. Um, walking around mm. uh, the area because it was so stuffy, it was very humid and warm. Mm-hmm. And then the bread was so hard as well, <laughs> like the baguette. I think we've okay. lived in countries mm. that you know rice is staple. Mm. Maybe Singapore was a little bit different because you can actually eat noodles, but still we prefer kind of eating rice, right? So mm. Paris, France was our first country where kind of rice is not common i see i see so we had to eat we were forced to eat bread and it was so tough it was so hard i don't know yeah 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 my my teeth were not so used to <laughs> really tough bread, bread. Mm. and they were damn expensive as well yeah so you have to spend in uh, in a currency that yeah it's so expensive compared to say peso so mm-hmm. all in all we were a little bit disappointed with mm. Paris, and you alluded to earlier as well, there are a lot of people kind of found France as, you know, magnificent, want to go to Paris, do some shopping. Hello with Peso. <laughs> what can you buy? What can you shop in Paris, France? So, of course, we went to those kind mm. of popular places, the Louvre, uh, mm. Eiffel Tower and all that, Mm-mm. but nope, not, not for us. Okay, to add on to the, the heat, that really contributes mm. to whether you enjoy um, going out because the heat makes you more tired easily. And I mm, remember b- when I went to Paris, um, the weather there was cool, so it was okay. But then at the same trip, right, we also went to Italy and it was very hot in Italy. So we went to Rome. And then I was on this bus tour where we did a walking tour and then we went Mm. to like, I don't know how many places in the span of two hours just by walking. And it was so hot. Like I hated the experience. And because of that, I hated Rome and to a lot Mm. of people, Rome is their favorite destination and all that. For me, I, I maybe because my experience was colored with that horrible experience, Mm, right. Of being tired and cranky. Mm. So I just hate Rome. Probably not fair um, assessment. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so that but I think I liked other parts of Italy so it was yeah I would think it really was just that experience because I like other parts of Italy such as what's that other place I forgot Florence maybe yes Florence Florence I feel is very pretty it's very beautiful yeah it is very I wanna, beautiful I want to go back yeah to Florence and prior to traveling to Florence my previous boss's boss in, in Singapore kind of suggested we, we go to this a restaurant called Latini in, in mm. Florence and, and so we did right we were so underdressed like people really were dressed to the nights. oh my dressed, god <laughs> dressed really nice and we were like in our short pants and, <laughs> and t-shirt but, but screw that right we were mm. tourists but the food was so damn delicious mm. and the wine the red wine I, I've never really appreciated red wine until 
that moment that oh. you know, th- that restaurant. So if I travel again to Italy, probably Florence is my go-to um, yeah. place and eat, dine in that restaurant again. And then it was so magical, right? Walking um, around Florence, you can hear kind of artists uh, playing their violin. Mm. You know, random people. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. It's so magical. I wanna, I wanna travel Florence. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I prefer Florence over Rome. Firenze, yeah. And perhaps we should also talk about kind of travel experience that brings cautionary tales, right? So like a worst travel experience. And we experience kind of getting asked to pay extra um, in, a, in a train transit to the airport in Italy. Mm. Um, apparently, w- when you board a train, right, you have to validate the ticket mm-hmm. but i think in that terminal where we boarded the train mm. there was nobody checking the ticket so we just boarded i mean we have a valid ticket mm-hmm. it's just that because the train ticket was not validated meaning it was not read by a machine mm. so we had to pay extra oh no very interesting right because mm. Normally, terminals, you, there will be a gantry gate. Like, you need to scan your ticket. Mm-hmm. Then the gantry gate opens and then you get in. Mm. But in that particular terminal, the train was just there. <laughs> Apparently, there was a machine that you had to go to, scan your ticket, and then board the train. Uh. But I didn't, I didn't really get the logic. And we were so tired from mm. the trip. It was mm. our final travel to the airport mm-hmm. on the way back home. So yeah, maybe for people traveling by train within Italy or Europe, make sure to scan your ticket. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, and mm. for me, I think to avoid, try to avoid scammers. We got scammed in Bali by a money changer. It was one of those situations where if it something seems too good to be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. We needed to change our money and that money changer, the exchange rate was really good. So we went there. You know, it turns out that at the end, like we read about it later on that what happens is they, even though he counted the money that he gave to us in front of us to assure that, okay, I'm giving you like, for example, 200 or whatever it is, right? But when we took the money, he managed to hold back some of them. So you're not going to count it again, right? Something like that. So yeah, so we only found out later when we had already left and went to the hotel or something when we counted, how come our money seems to have less um, bills? So yeah, and it, oh. and we when we researched, it turns out that's a common scam. Not just in Bali, but in some other places. So just watch out mm. for that. Do you remember how much money you lost? I really don't recall, but luckily we were exchanging money for like four of us. So the loss was okay. like, if you divide by four, it's not as bad gotcha. as if it was just me, you know. I just said, okay, it's divided by four. Just think that that's it. And then don't let that, you know, ruin the rest of the trip. Let's just forget it and like, you know, enjoy the rest mm. of our stay. So that's what I did. So I think it's a good point to probably research you know, what are the common scams in the country you're visiting before going so that you can avoid mm. it. Even the rich places in Europe, for example, like Paris, when we went there, our tour guide gave us like a lot of warnings, like make sure that, you know, if a gypsy approaches, they call it gypsies, right? <laughs> <laughs> those, 
those, those people um, approach you, you know, they would suddenly put like a bracelet mm. on your wrist and then charge you for it and that kind of thing. So like when we were there, we were very paranoid and tried not to talk to anyone, that kind of thing. But, yeah, you should avoid those kinds of people because yeah, it's not just in third world countries that this happens, right? It happens everywhere. Especially with money. Like for money changers, I, I typically just change it at the airport. Because even though it's not that competitive, yeah, it's better than getting scammed. Yeah, Yeah, it's legitimate. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're sure that it's not fake money. You're sure that they're not gonna like you know like what happened with us and all that. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. And then let's move on to funniest travel bloopers that we had. Right. So for me, I've already talked about a couple of my. Funniest travel bloopers before, such as losing my passport in Edinburgh on my birthday Mm. and also losing my cell phone and then myself in Puerto Galera. So (laughs) you should listen to episodes 86 and 47 if you want to hear about them. And you will want to hear about them, but I will list those episodes in the show notes. But for this episode, my blooper story is about not bringing the right shoes to climb a mountain in Bali. So for Mm. some reason, I don't know why I didn't realize that we were climbing a mountain. Like, my friend was the one who said, we're going to go to Mount Batur. But I don't know, it's Mount Batur. Obviously, it's a mountain, right? But for some reason, I thought it was just like, you know, like, not like a mountain, actually. Like, maybe mm-hmm. it's just, a, you know, just walking somewhere or whatever. Like, because I've, I've traveled, like, in Cambodia before, I, was, I just had, like, slippers on and I managed that kind of thing. Mm. But when we got there, okay, so it's actually a real mountain. And obviously, you can't climb that in Crocs or something. So mm. I had to rent a pair of hiking shoes. And because I have big feet, the shoes that they had, they were way too small for me. So on the way down, my feet hurt so much that I could barely walk. <laughs> to the point that our tour guide had to you know, run to fetch his motorcycle so that he could <laughs> bring me back to where the shoes were. Oh my god. <laughs> I think you were better off not wearing the shoe rental. You should have just worn your You weren't wearing high heels, right? No, so I was wearing I think, wearing, I think mm. like you know the croc sandals or I think croc it's fine. slippers. Yeah. yeah, I should have just stuck with that honestly rather right. than the too tight shoes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. So I think your the moral moral kind of... lesson lesson moral lesson here is to make sure that you know if you're going somewhere and like usually you don't pay attention because somebody else did the itinerary or something and you just trust mm. them. You you need to make sure that you know what's actually happening on that itinerary mm. still and to pack sufficiently for all the activities there, right? Mm. Plan and pack properly. And yeah. I think I had a similar experience during our honeymoon. It was our first country to visit in a winter. Mm. It was our first snow. Mm-hmm. And we underestimated winter. Oh, my God. So we went to South Korea. Uh, it was so cold. <laughs> we were so underprepared. Oh, no. What did you yeah, do? Our jacket was so light. After alighting from the bus... It was so cold, we run towards the closest kind of underground passage. You know, in Seoul, they have a lot of underground market, right? Our hotel actually was so close. I think it was just 20, 30 meters away. Mm. But it was so cold, we decided, okay, why don't we just explore the underground market? (laughs) Okay. And and go to the nearest exit to our hotel. We ended up kind of walking around. In circles. Oh my gosh. Because our clothes were so light, it, it wasn't enough to kind of bear the... And it was, I think, it was a lot of snowstorm. Mm. So it was really strong. 
And then I was laughing because my wife had, I don't know, how do you say? Snot? Not snot because it's, it's liquid. Uh, um, yeah. Runny nose? Runny nose, yes. Yeah. That happens when it's too cold. Wife. Yeah. Yeah. Because she had a runny nose. And she was laughing because I had too. Because uh. I was like, huh? Really? <laughs> I couldn't feel the runny nose. It, it was really funny. So, so yeah. Uh, bloopers packed properly. Yes. Mm. Down jackets and, and the proper really. And layers. Yeah, I think my first. Layers. No, my second trip to South Korea, also in Seoul, actually was in December. So, luckily, there mm. was no snow. But it was like two degrees. So, I, d- I didn't have yeah. a coat for that. And I think what I did was I just wore two coats. Okay. Did that work? It somehow slightly worked, but then when I was there, it was super cold, and then like I ha- yeah. ended up buying gloves from from an underground something. Also, like luckily there are people who sell stuff, right? So I yeah. bought gloves and a hat. No, we actually ended up buying winter jackets, like mm. proper. I didn't have uh, money. I think we had no choice because <laughs> like, we couldn't we couldn't walk around. <laughs> If we didn't do that, we couldn't walk around, and mm. because we're so stingy that those down jackets are still usable like we're still mm. using it now which is good right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and that was like i don't know 2016 oh wait Long time ago. <laughs> you don't even know when you got married i think that's right yeah you got married the same year as my brother i think 2014 no, 2014. 2014. Yeah, yeah. yeah 2014 yeah wow long time ago yeah I don't, I, i don't have those gloves anymore but yeah i remember that um my my co my colleague in korea was saying i told you to bundle up she was like i was wearing this very light trench coat but i said no i'm wearing another <laughs> Like I was wearing yeah. a windbreaker under. It. I th- I don't think it was that helpful, honestly. But it, as long as it wasn't out, like a long time, then I would mm. survive. No, you really need the proper materials, right? Mm. It doesn't matter how many layers you wear, for mm. as long as they're not proper materials <laughs> for that climate. Yeah, you're screwed. Especially snow. I think at least for me there was yeah. no snow. It was just very cold. So yeah, I think I somehow survived. That's it. I think that's all the travels, and I think it begs the question, right? Why do people travel? And it it's not cheap, to be honest. Like, yeah. Aside from the airfare, aside from the pocket money, aside from the extra money that you pay for food and lodging, visa uh, as well. Uh, so there there are a lot of issues and there are a lot of expenditures that you have to do. But why do we travel? And it's It's probably because it's it's an investment on ourselves, right? It expands our horizons. It kind of lets us see things that we we only imagine through maybe books, encyclopedias, or mm. now maybe YouTube videos. But it it really is different. It recalibrates your worldview, mm-hmm. like things that you thought were the prejudgments that you have maybe through the movies that you watch, mm-hmm. whatever it is, right? Whatever media it is that you consume, it really is different experiencing it firsthand yeah and you get to appreciate kind of how different and beautiful diversity in culture is and i mm. think that opening of the mind is really helpful and it it makes you feel that you are smaller right because sometimes we're, we're so myopic we only kind of appreciate the things that we are familiar with mm. and we're, what we are comfortable with mm-hmm. in the philippines but once you experience kind of that difference you get to appreciate oh There is a lot of things to see in the world. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's feeding your mind at the same time, 
it's healthy as well because like, you do a lot of walking. <laughs> Whenever we're we're traveling, I, I mm-hmm. like wearing uh, a smart watch because oh, uh, I, I keep yeah. breaking records. That's true. Oh my god, twenty thousand mm. steps! It's it's crazy, right? So wow. So yeah. To add to this, Saint Augustine had this famous quote, which is, "The world is a book, and those who do not travel read only one page." And I think that's a good quote, right? You know, if you only stay in one place and never go anywhere else, it's like you only experience mm. one part of the world. So right. I've always abided by this mm. quote. And even from a young age, I was always determined to leave my hometown to see as much of the world as I could. As Ray said earlier, right? All those benefits of, you know, opening your mind. And I'm I'm glad I did because, you know, I think it definitely broadened my perspectives, Mm. Right, like I, I realized how narrow-minded I used to be, right? Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't know any better. Right, beautiful. So that's it for this topic. And if you have any thoughts on travel, please share them with us by emailing us at bananakeypodcast at gmail dot com or message us on Instagram at bananakeypodcast. And your comments might be featured on the next cutie minute time for our followers cutie minute your thoughts in our voice cutie minute not really one minute but we're calling it cutie minute so our first cutie is our ultimate cutie Erakia and this is in relation to episode 104 gift giving tips and she says with gifts I appreciate those personalized like putting names and initials to the person like this iPod and she has a photo of the iPod I received from my brother before. There's free engraving in Apple Store online. I love also those with engraved initials in leather items like bag, wallets, watch strap, passport case. So cool. Yeah. And she says further, affordable brands like Fossil accepts free engraving. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. When you buy items in their store. For me, it's really special when it's personalized. That's a really good point. Yeah, that right? is a good point. Like, it means that they really bought it for you and it's you're sure that it's not, uh, what they call that, a recycled gift or whatever. Not a recycled gift. <laughs> and not and an afterthought, right? Not an afterthought, not mm-hmm. a last-minute buy. Mm-hmm. And it's a good identification as well. Like, yeah, that's true. It's an iPod. But it's not just an iPod. It's an Aeroradio. <laughs> iPod. <laughs> True, right? yeah, yeah. Mm. And for example, one of our um, examples of gifts to give is the air tags, right? You can actually personalize that. And my friends who gave them to me last year, they put my initials, or not initials, they put D. So that's my. Um, I prefer, <laughs> most people prefer their initials, right? For me, I prefer mm. D. Anyway, it's the same, it's three letters. So yeah, that's what mm. people usually put for me if they want to personalize items for me. Yeah. That's a good point. The only drawback with having your initials in an item is if you're that type of person who likes selling no, yeah, in true. the second-hand market, yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of deteriorates the value, <laughs> right? Because I'm not deep. Like, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. So especially maybe. if you have a unique name, then it's really... That is true. Maybe, mm, but, but I think it's a gift anyway. Like, hopefully the person is not gonna... <laughs> Sell it, right? That's maybe that's also that's the point. True. Like you're saying, mm, you cannot resell this or whatever. I don't mm. know. <laughs> then maybe if I go to the secondhand market and I see these air tags, mm, D, what did you give my gift? To, what did you sell my gift? Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. Mm. Mm, now we know. Okay, so our second comment is from Madge, also on the mm. same 
episode and she said, Haha, you made me run to Canadian Tire and search for Scrub Daddy and Dawn Power Wash Spray. <laughs> and then the next day after she said it, she actually found it and posted a photo on her stories and tagged us and said, At Bananaki Podcast made me buy this. With the picture of the two. <laughs> <laughs> so I added it really? in our stories and said, "Ha ha, we are legit influencers now." <laughs> At least we influenced two people, right? Yeah. To, to to do that, and then Chris Thomas responded to the question, "If we are influencers, right?" And she says, "Yes, you are." Just literally gifted my friend a candle warmer. I never know those existed in the first place if it wasn't for that episode. Thanks, Randy, and Happy New Year. Oh, wow. Thank you for that. We, we have that candle warmer here, and we received a gift from the um, a scented candle from Bath and Body. Bath and Body Works, Works yes. Bath and Body Works. Like Bath and Body Work Beyond. It was like wow, no. combining <laughs> two different. <laughs> Shop Bath and Body Works. Yes. Uh, stress relief aroma is so beautiful. Like when when I step in the room, mm. my my stress is gone. Wow. Yeah. It's so fragrant. So, so that is our I favorite scent because when we did our exchange gift, right? Like mm-hmm. your wife was showing that, and then I was showing mine, and Gemma and Mildred were also showing theirs, and then I mm. think your wife posted it, and then. One of her friends asked, "Oh, really? What scent is that?" So she said that you know we really are influencers. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know, that's Bath and Body Works Stress Relief Eucalyptus Plus Spearmint. So that's aromatherapy candle, and it also comes in lotion and other stuff. So I just really love Angels. that scent. It's very Sanitizers. relaxing, and even men find it. It's not like. You know, it's, it's, no, no, it's no. a unisex yeah, I love it Yeah, I, I feel like I'm in a massage parlor all the time mm, It yes. kind of reminds you of that relaxing moment Where somebody is like Doing a very beautiful <laughs> massage on <laughs> yeah. your back Yes, exactly yeah. And I remember last time when I used to use the lotion uh, On my mm-hmm. desk at work Whenever I did that, people would be approaching me And like, mm, that smells really nice What is that? Like even men were asking me So really it's a good scent Yeah, so there you go. So we have another unisex gift to add to the list. So thanks for all the comments and for listening to this episode. Please do us a favor and give us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple, or Podchaser.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you're listening so you will be notified whenever we have a new episode. Yeah. So that's it for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.